You slipped and fell into a robot hand. Yes. Penis first. Yes. Now help me. That's just a lubricant, but I have a feeling you fell on some of that as well. Not funny, Leonard. Really? A robot hand's got a death grip on your junk, dude. That's funny. Ask anyone. Wait, before my mother walks in, get this off me. Okay, let's see. No, no, don't touch. The program is paused. Oh, well, then what's unpaused? No, no, I loaded the wrong program. The hand thinks it's holding a screwdriver in outer space. If you continue the program, it's going to start twisting. All right, um, how about this? When, when Winnie the Pooh got his head stuck in the honey tree, his friends all grabbed onto him and pulled and pulled. You do what you want, I'm not touching another man's honey tree. All right, uh, forget pulling. Uh, how about we get an electric saw and cut it off? What? No saws! One circumcision was enough. Started waiting. The earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery, it all started with a big bang. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, a Big Bang Theory fan podcast. And we are your hosts, Big Bang Theory super fan, super fan, super fan, Mary <laughs> couple, cat. And Paul. I wish you could see the look yes. on his face right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is the longest introduction to this podcast I've seen it is so far. Not. Super fans, super fans, super fans. It's like good. Luck. I like to have a little fun. You know, it's your introduction, honey. You do what you want. Mm-hmm. How you want to do it, it's all good. We're yeah. all good here. That's why he mocks me. No, I'm not mocking you. I'm I'm merely just enjoying myself. <laughs> now, last week we had a question. Have you ever used a dating app and how successful was it? We had 0.0 responses. So... It's early days yet. People are still catching up on the podcast. Right. It? So in 15 years time, when I check this, this podcast, there better be answers. Don't shame our listeners or they'll never participate I am, you. I am not shaming. I am saying 15 years from now, there should be answers. It's like this post I saw on um, Facebook the other day where this person had put together a live, a free live event that they thought was a really high value. And apparently they had a bunch of people who didn't show even after they sent reminders and included a personal invitation to them. And then, and didn't even bother to tell, give them a a reason, a legitimate excuse of why they weren't coming. And this person just like ranted and ranted and ranted. And I'm looking at it going, well, I can tell you right now, I will never go to one of her events. Yeah, I can imagine. Because she shamed her people. I'm not shaming our listeners. Our listeners are awesome. We've got yes, all- they are. But you're like, oh well, nobody, nobody bothered to answer. It's like, no, don't do that. Shame on you. And it's interesting because I just checked our um, podcast, and we've had, as of right now, one thousand two hundred and ninety-eight downloads. Wow, that's amazing! Thank you, it guys. Is. And and if you while you're there, if you want to leave us a like and a review, we'd love it because that helps other people find us. And we are yes. so grateful for every single one of you. And we've got a, a nice demographic all across the age groups. So that's actually really awesome. Yeah. So it really shows you that people actually like us. Yes. And they like us because we, we, we talk about our topics. 
Yeah, and we, because we also talk about an awesome TV show. And this episode, we are starting off with season four, <laughs> episode number one. Which starts three months after season three ended. Yes, the robotic manipulation. <laughs> now, I always ask you, what did we think of this episode? But I can guarantee you, I know the answer to both of our questions. Which is? We thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, this it's a fun episode. Yeah. Um, it, it forwards um, the relationship of Amy and Sheldon. It shows and you just how it solidifies Howard that be. Howard's an idiot. <laughs> well, not so much an idiot. I think it's just the fact that he, you can sh- see just how creepy this guy is and really no, Howard's needs... an idiot. Well, the, yeah. Okay. Especially, especially when we get to the final scene. Maybe he's a very lonely man. He's an idiot, you think? Just a little bit. <laughs> So the episode opens up where we are, well, we're in Sheldon and Leonard's apartment and we are being served our Chinese takeaway dinner, but just not anyway. We are actually being, you know, basically given it to us by a robotic arm that he recently borrowed from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And a JBL. Yeah. And it's the fact that, you know, it, and of course he, he does the last bit of the thing was like his compound chicken or whatever it was. And no, uh, Mushu pork. Mushu pork. That's right. And he goes, and of course, and Raj goes, and it only took 28 minutes to. There, there we have our entire dinner unpacked by robotic arm. It only took 28 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and a... yeah, it is cool, but I get what Raj is saying. It's like to do the whole thing. It's like, it's all cold now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would have been, but you know, it, it. I will say though, I want, I want fried noodles now. Oh, for Really? You might have to have to look up fried a recipe for fried noodles for dinner tonight. You're not going to be cooking tonight. You're going to be relaxing. This woman mm. works so hard; she needs to relax. So you're just <laughs> relaxing. Um, we also have to take that stuff out of the freezer as well. By the way, yeah, I know. We haven't done that. Um, but so we see that Penny comes into the apartment and goes, "Oh, what's that?" And, and he says, oh, "I you know it's a it's a robotic arm." And and of course, I love it how Sheldon says, "You know that what we've just done." is going to basically make your job obsolete. And she goes, wow, they're going to invent a robot that's going to spit on your hamburger? (laughs) Yeah, that will make minimum wage unskilled laborers like you obsolete. obsolete. And she's like, oh, they're going to build a robot that will spit on your hamburger? (laughs) I know. And I love it how how it goes, ask it to um, pass the soy sauce. Now, first of all, the the premise of this this, uh, thing that Howard says, he says that he built it for work on the international space station and when he says ask her uh, asks her to you know get the robot to pass her the soy sauce she says what does that come up come up a lot on the international space station and it's well mostly between asian and jewish um astronauts so we do say so he goes go and ask it so she says okay pass me the soy sauce and then he starts feverishly typing away which in the room, everyone goes quiet listening to Howard feverishly typing away. And I like it how. Um, and then Leonard's like, so how was work? <laughs> she goes, yeah, busy, little hungry. And of course, this is where Leonard goes, yeah, we all are. And he's like, and because Howard's like, hang on a minute. And we're still typing away feverishly. And finally, we get to the point where the robot actually grabs the soy sauce and pots into um, Penny's hand. So. We can really see that yeah, this may only be a very small step in the whole robotics, you know, um, scheme of things, but it is a significant step because in and even Sheldon says, you know, today this thing is passing the soy sauce, tomorrow it goes back in time and kills Sarah Connor. 
So, and you can well, also, you know, that's not going to happen. He's like, nobody thinks so. That's why it does. Yeah. And you can really see that the leaps of, of the way that it's going right now with AI, with the fact that they're trying to, they're building artificial intelligence, you know, it is not inconceivable to think that that could happen because we are putting a lot of trust in these robotic, um, you know, offshoots of humanity. Yeah. But we could, in essence, I mean, I remember there was a, I just I would quickly digress. There was a, a situation where they were, they had um, two computers or two robots. They that actually designed these two robots that were talking to each other. And one said to the other one, well, you know, how would we, well, how would humanity end? And she said, and the other one said, well, I would fire tactical nuclear missiles um, over the countries, but to make it look pretty, I would put flowers in it. Yeah. And it's like, so you are considering annihilating the the population of the earth, but to make it not so bad, you'd put flowers in it just to make sure that it looks pretty. Yeah. It's like, that's very, so the way we are going with AI and all these Artificial intelligence, we have to be very, very careful. <laughs> you know, the Terminator tried to warn us, don't go down that path. People. That, that's, why, that's why the Terminator movies terrify me so much, is it's just so feasible. It's plausible. Yeah, because it, as we all know, with watching the Terminator movies, it, the computer became self-aware. Yeah. You know, even though Skynet was activated by a human being, it became self-aware when it was activated. So come on, there's a very good chance that that could happen. So be careful, peoples. Yeah. So we're seeing that the guys and everyone's just sitting around having having dinner. And um, we, <laughs> we, Sheldon gets a text message from someone and he goes, oh, and he answers and he goes, oh, you know, um, that his friend Amy is at the dry cleaners. And he, he she, she gives a little bit of, oh, I don't. There's something in the. Do you remember what it was that she was saying in the? Oh, I don't like one glycol, something or other, and I don't or, like or whatever. But and I don't like glycol, glycol e either. ether. That's right. And he goes, "Do you do you understand? It's like it sounds like either, like ether." And he goes, and of course, Sheldon children just laughs. And I look at her, Penny goes, "Um, who's who's Amy?" And Leonard goes, "Oh, his his girlfriend." And she's like, "What?" And course, I've been asking you for three months what's new, and you didn't think of leading with Sheldon has a girlfriend? And he, he goes, and I love it how Sheldon sounds up. He goes, okay, all right, here we go. Now, everybody, listen up. I have a female friend. Her name is Amy Farrah Fowler, but she's not my girlfriend. She's a female yeah. friend that's not my girlfriend. Um, And I also love the fact that as we're going along and, and Penny is absolutely gobsmacked about this whole scenario. Uh to everyone's surprise, Sheldon announces his plans to conceive a child with Amy via in vitro fertilization. And of course Penny had just taken a sip of water and spits it all over Howard. <laughs> Which I because, can totally understand her doing that. Oh absolutely because he figures that between Amy and him, their very superior genetics, you, you know, um would be a gift to a humanity. A gift to the world. And I love it how he, he he looks at um, Penny and he says, you know, um, you've got you know very robust hips. You've got wide hips and a certain corn corn fed husky vigor. Is your womb for rent? <laughs> and I love it how Penny suggests that maybe Sheldon should go out on a date with Amy in order to get to know her before they decide to start procreating. And he's like, date her? No, I don't think so. And she's like, well, think Why about not? more like getting to know the mother of your future children. 
And I like it. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. But I like (laughs) it how he says, Why can't date Amy? And he's like, and she's like, Why? And he goes, Because she's not my girlfriend. Yeah. Well, don't think of it as dating your girlfriend. Think of it as getting to know the mother of your future children. Yeah. So the next scene we see the children is knocking on Penny's door. Um, doing the actually, whole... it was really funny when she was like, "How do you expect if you, you know the way you don't like to be around people and you don't like to be touched? How do you expect to procreate?" That's right. How do you expect to have? Sex? And he's like, "Why in the world?" <laughs> you know, it's like I know how humans why would I have sex? is and it's messy and unsanitary and yeah. And why? Why would I have sex? I'll I I, I would do it as God does as, as God decided in in a in a test tube. <laughs> yeah, in a laboratory. Like, uh, yeah. Well, there there is. I guess some merits to and I and I just like to point out that at five minutes forty nine, Kaylee Cuoco looks straight into the camera for a second. I saw that Kaylee. Yep. She does that quite a lot. She either yeah, looks she off camera or she looks directly at the camera. But I remember I I saw that because I was I don't know why I was drawn to watching her while she was talking to Sheldon, but Sheldon was in the foreground here and she was in the background. But she was in focus enough that you saw her as she was trying to. She like she was straight straightening her top. She looks directly in the camera and then quickly looks off camera. So yeah, yeah. you can see directly at it. So, um, of course, so Sheldon goes to knock his three knocks at Penny's door, and he she says and he says to her that okay, yep, I've decided I'm going to go on a date with Amy Farrah Fowler. And I like and- how when she opens the door, she says, "You realize I stand here waiting for you to finish knocking." And he's like, "Yes, I can see the shadow under your under the door." She's like, well, then, you know, it's a waste of time. He's like, kind of like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. He goes, well, I, I have decided I'm going to go on a date. And she's like, awesome. And he goes, and she said, so good. Yeah, I have, good luck. have fun. And he goes, well, no, you got to drive me. And she's like, what? No, w- when's the date? Like now, like now. And he's like, yes, it, it's now we've got to go. We'll be going to, we're going to be late. And she's like, children, does it ever occur to you that I might have, be, have things I've got to do or I'm, I'm busy? And he goes, oh. Are you busy? And she goes, well, not per se. And and she goes, well, why don't you just go and ask Leonard? And she and he says, Leonard says to, said to me, go to uh, ask Penny to drive you because it was her cockamamie idea, and get her to go and do with it. So we can see that Leonard is not overly excited about the prospect of Sheldon dating, but he really should be because then it would be less of an intrusion on his life than what it is with um with amy because amy drives so she could be the designated driver leonard oh yeah we didn't think of that did we no so leonard actually might get some time off from driving sheldon all over creation Mm, that's a very good idea um so we see now now before we jump back into that um i just wanted to point out that did you know according to amy alec amy was not conceived to be a scientist yet in the previous episode, the lunar excitation when she met Sheldon during the gap between seasons three and four, Bill Prady decided that Amy should be a neurobiologist since May and Bialik already has a PhD in neuroscience and could thus portray the character more accurately and be the show's neuroscience consultant. So it actually saves them hiring a consultant. You know, that's a very good idea because yeah, but it's kind of not fair to May and Bialik to do two jobs for the price of one. Yeah, but when you look at you know the like a consultant like that, I mean that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it's like and I'm I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but it's like the upcoming movie um The Exorcist, Believer yeah. is coming out. They've they actually got um Linda Blair to come on on this on the set and be a consultant not only in the movie but also to the two female characters that are portraying 
um, the to, position. Because it's the same, theoretically, the same demon that possessed yeah. her. So she would have a great insight on her interpretation of portraying being possessed by that particular demon. Exactly. So with bringing Linda Blair on set just to be a consultant, yeah, she's going to get paid for it. That's wonderful. Um, but it really does give a little bit of authenticity to the role with her being there going, I did this in 1973. So I can, I can certainly, you know, help out the, the newer people now. So with, with Mian Bialik being brought on as not only as a, a, as a guest and become a star in the, in the actual TV show, but also be a um, neurobiologist, um, you know, go to, yeah, no, but what I'm saying idea. is that they probably didn't pay her extra for the consultants. Probably not, probably not. But then again, we look at what it, it ends up being, with how much she ended up by getting paid because of the other cast members standing fast and going, it's not fair that the girls are getting yeah. paid less than what we are. I think that's, it, it does sort of like even itself out. They, she ended up by getting paid $780,000 per episode. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's which pretty isn't bad for a week's work. Thank you very much. I'd, I'd do that for a, a week, a week's work. That's for Me sure. Me too. Well, um, I'd probably do it for a lot less than that. <laughs> I, I, I would do my current job for $780,000 a week. No <laughs> problems. I'll, I'd even be professional in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying you're not now? No, not really. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just there for the paycheck. I'm not there for the yeah, professional. Okay, let's not go there. Um, So now we see that Howard is uh in his bedroom. And he is experimenting with the robotic arm used being used as a massage device. Yes, massaging your shoulders. And he makes a comment about it's how good it feels just like, a, like real a real hand. hand. And then ding, and then see the so, light bulb go yeah. off. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he looks over at the robot hand and goes, hmm. hmm. Uh, and this is, we can see what's going to happen. Uh, we'll, you just we'll get to what's going to happen, yeah. Um, because he thinks of something else he could do with a robot arm. Of course, then Penny hand. picks up. Uh, uh, sorry, hand. Penny picks up the uh, Amy, and you know, they're driving in the car very silently. So Penny tries. No, to start... before that, yeah, when it's just Sheldon and Penny, she oh, yeah. asks if this would be his first date. That's right. And he tells tells her that it is his first date since square dancing with his sister at a Teens for Jesus Fourth of July hoedown apparently doesn't count. However, in the psychic vortex, Raj asked him to meet Abby and Martha for the second time. Sheldon says Hulk agreed a second date with puny human. Uh, so he, he, he yeah. dated um, Martha. Yeah. Remember, because he left yeah, her in, alone I, in his bedroom. Okay, so I'm thinking that, okay, this is his first date with Amy. Then it's his first date with Martha. Then it's his second date with Martha because... Uh, because He's already Martha, been out with Martha. Yeah, but if, if he agrees to a second date with her, yeah, that means that, yeah, he's... he's so this is not his first date, is what no, I'm saying. No. Yeah, so the writers got that one wrong. Yeah, they did, unfortunately. Um. So Penny tries. Too bad we weren't keeping a tally on how many things, the how many facts that all the writers got wrong, <laughs> and then we could send it to Chuck Lorre. <laughs> I am not going back to start this. Oh, we should again. we should email Chuck Lorre and see if we can get him on the show. Oh yeah, well off you go. Um, mm-hmm. so Penny tries to start a conversation, um, but she's taken aback by uh, Amy's stubbornness, akin to Sheldon, and all of her, her attempts to start a conversation just fail. I mean, she's just got no ins. I mean, it, it really. At one stage, Penny says to Sheldon, Sheldon, have you told Amy what it was like to grow up in Texas? And he goes, no. And she goes, 
so why didn't you tell her? And he goes, oh, okay. And he looks over at Amy and he goes, it was hell. It was hell. And now, that was the end of the conversation. Like, that's it. Done. We're finished. Now, of course, Amy, when she first gets in, points out that the check engine light is on. Yep. Yep. And Sheldon's like, stop, don't even try. I've tilted at that windmill multiple many times. times because, you know, it's like he complains about the check engine night so many times over the course of the series. The first time was in the Euclid alternative. Oh, no, not, not Euclid, Euclid Avenue. Avenue. <laughs> Later mentioning it again in the financial permeability, the adhesive duct deficiency and the Plimpton stimulation. Leonard's mother similarly makes a point of this observation in the maternal congruence, as does Amy Farrah Fowler in this episode, the robotic manipulation. Penny always says the light has been on since I bought the car. Um, that's what she told Sheldon in the adhesive duct deficiency. And the car does eventually die and Leonard buys her a new one. Yes, it does. Sorry, spoiler alert. Which is terrifying to think you buy a car and the the check engine light is immediately yeah, on. Yeah, it's like so. who would buy a car with the check engine light on? No. And then now, not do anything about it. Now, what I find interesting is this is our really our our first real um, conversation between Penny and Amy. And this is where I think the writers started to go down a very creepy path for Amy. Yeah. And I'm glad that they pulled it back because Amy is sitting in the back of the car. Penny's in the front and, Pen and Penny's obviously she's driving and Penny says, oh, what's that smell? It smells really nice. And and Amy says, oh, it's my um, anti-dandruff shampoo. I've got dry scalp. And she says to Penny, oh. are you what? No, she says, oh, well, your hair looks very pretty. That's right. Yes. And then she goes, oh, thank you. Are you a homosexual? And Penny no. goes, no, I'm just giving you a compliment. She goes, oh, it would, would be more flattering if you were a homosexual. Now, you know, um, Amy does go down a very, very dark. She gets a little creepy she sometimes. Gets a very creepy. I mean, not that there's hole. anything wrong with no. being gay. No, just the way all. that they handled this was a little weird. Yeah, because it's, it's like they couldn't quite decide if Amy was going to be gay or straight or bisexual. Or yeah, straight. because you really see that a couple of times that Amy really does come to the very. And I'm not, I, and I say creepy, but I'm not trying to say it creepy as to be disrespectful to the gay community. I'm not no. doing that. The way the writers wrote it is like, and as you've just pointed out, is she gay, straight, or bi? Well, we and, don't and, know and, which. And right because now. some of the things that she does and say, I have to admit, if somebody did that to me, I would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, when she makes that comment, it would be more flattering if you're a homosexual. Does that mean that? Then the okay, so if Penny was gay, would then that make Amy more interested in Penny and less in children? No, oh, okay. I this one I get because um, you can explain this one because I'm really not clear. Okay, I I have like I don't know how many friends, so many friends who are gay and bisexual, and I remember when I was younger, probably around the girl's age, um, was the first time I met a lesbian. And uh, I remember that she paid me a compliment and, it, you know, it, because it's one of those things that, you know, girls can't, you know, if you don't feel like you're in competition with her, you'll, you, you're happy to compliment another girl. And it, and it's always nice when girls do that. But if someone who, who could potentially be sexually attracted to you says that something about you is attractive, it tends to carry a little more weight. Okay. So that, 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 part in this episode was not creepy it wasn't wrong and i can i can see why she would be like oh well it would have meant more if you were a homosexual because it would have meant i well it really was pretty and you weren't just being nice 
Mm, okay. But I mean, Penny was genuinely being nice about it because yeah. she does say, I'm I'm just, no, I'm not not gay. I'm just paying you a nice compliment. It, you, your hair smells nice. You smell yeah. nice. You know, it's like any girl that, you know, and, and even guys do it, you know, because, you know, sorry, some guys do it, some guys don't. When, you know, you'll, you'll smell another guy's, you know, cologne. And you'll be like, wow, that, that, that smells really nice. What is it? And then they'll tell you, you're not picking, you're not trying to pick them up. It's just like, wow, that's a nice smell. I just I'm, want to know what that is. Cause yeah, I so I, I'm going to go and buy it, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, at this stage, you know, we don't really know. And I don't think the writers have got a grasp on, well, what is Amy going to be? Because if the, if the story arc doesn't go the direction that we want, which is Sheldon and Amy, then can we make it so like divert into a direct area where, Amy suddenly be- Amy becomes the gay character of this series. Yeah, which Raj really should have been. Which Raj should have been the gay character, because because Raj is definitely very very um, yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a feminine male at all. No, but he is very very feminine when it comes to Howard and to certain situations. We could see we could really see that Raj could have been um, written as gay. Yeah. So. Yep. So we are now in Howard's bedroom. <laughs> this is very interesting. So meanwhile, in Howard's bedroom, Howard tries to use the robotic arm to masturbate. And gets stuck. And gets his genitals and his... No, actually, it goes to the to Howard, to Leonard and Sheldon's Leonard. apartment first because Howard calls Leonard. Then the next and bit I like it how Le- Raj and Leonard... In, the, just, in Howard's bedroom saying, okay, so you fail into a robot arm. Penis, penis first. I <laughs> like how Leonard goes, I, I think uh, I would say lubricant, but I think you fell into that, some of that as well. But I love it how in, in back in Leonard's and, uh, and Sheldon's apartment when he gets the phone call, because the conversation was going on that Raj said, I just want to find out that how do you think that, because they're looking at comic books, and Raj says, oh, yeah. how do you think that, um, Aquaman goes to the bathroom. Like, where does he poop? And where? And when you flush it, where does the poop yeah, go? Yeah, does he does he poop in uh, in Atlantis? And it, when he flushes, where does it go? And Leonard goes to answer the question. Then the phone rings, and he goes, "Okay, hang on, hold hold that thought." And he picks up the phone. He says, "You know, hello, yeah, Howard. Hang on, hang on, slow down, Howard, slow down. What?" And then he looks over at Raj, and he goes, "You're not going to believe this." And this is where we find out that he has unfortunately slipped. Um. Penis first into a, into a robot hand. <laughs> so we tried, and he's trying to find an idea of like, okay, well, how do we get out of this situation? And I like how Raj comes up and he goes, "Well, in the story of Winnie the Pooh, you know, when uh, Winnie the Pooh falls into the honey pot, they start, they just pull and pull." And I love how Leonard goes, uh, I, "I am not touching another man's honey pot." And he goes, "Okay, well, why don't we just um, get a..." Um, get a, a saw and he goes no no i don't want you to get, get a saw or why don't we get a, a like a um, settling torch a settling torch and he goes i cannot believe what i'm saying no torches no cutting of any anything whatsoever and he goes okay why don't we just and uh, why don't we just because he says well you can't touch the program the program is frozen and right now and it, and it, i put loaded the wrong one and it thinks it's holding a screwdriver and if, and I, if it resumes un- it's just going to start twisting yeah <laughs> so we really don't know how this is going to happen and of course yeah how it's desperate right now and how it's like saying well listen get me out of this before my mother comes up and we suddenly hear that his mother says i've made cookies for you, little friend. 
I made cookies for you and your little friends. I'll bring them up with some Hawaiian punch. And I like it how he goes, don't come up here. And she goes, why am I? Are you why are you ashamed of your mother? And he goes, yes, but that's not the point. <laughs> so the fact and then, is. And then Raj is like, well, when Winnie the Pooh got his head stuck in the honey pot, they just pulled and pulled and pulled. And I'd like and it, to point out that Pooh was not stuck in the honey pot or no. even the honey tree. He was stuck in the entrance to Rabbit's Burrow. Thank you. I remember that one. Yep. I always um, love Winnie the Pooh. Still love Winnie the Pooh. But I like it how, how it has to say no pulling, no saws, no acetylene torches. And he's like, well, what? And he's like, what do you want us to do, Howard? So Howard is getting more and more frustrated because I love it how Leonard says to, to Raj, do you have any ideas? And he goes, well, no, all I can think now is Hawaiian punch and cookies. cookies. <laughs> so we are and now we're really stuck. But now we divert over to the restaurant where Penny is trying to bring up conversation between Sheldon and Amy. And I'd like to point out that at 17 minutes, three seconds, the man behind Penny in the restaurant looked straight at the camera. Oh, really? Damn it. Yep. I missed. I didn't see that yep. one. Um, and of course, the, 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 she tries to bring up the topic of you know, this is being Sheldon's first date. Her attempt fails to, to you know, even garner some sort of interesting conversation. And um, so <laughs> we come up with the idea of, okay, well, we... Sheldon comes up with an idea that Penny has had quite a number of dates. The number of dates as in sexual partners being 193. And it's like that Penny. No, might dates have, at 193. Dates. And that's right. Dates at 193. Um, basically by extrapolating data, he collected over the past three years and comes up with that number. And Amy, Amy wonders if she's, if Penny has had sex with all these men to which Sheldon believes there is a possibility that this has happened. He then proceeds to calculate the number of cases that might have resulted in sexual encounters and gets to the number of 31. And the number of the, and the way that he reaches 31 is it's like, well, the amount of men that I've had awkward encounters with as they're leaving her apartment and the fact that I've also encountered her walking up the stairs in the clothes that she went out with the night before after the extrapolation comes to 31. And Penny feels very embarrassed and she thinks she just might need a drink over here. And to this, Amy asks whether she's ever felt like she's a slut. And Penny denies it twice. She's like, no. 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 <laughs> and but I, I, I also just want to point out, so the conversation between Penny and Sheldon, during which they calculate how many sexual partners Penny has had through her lifetime, is, is similar to the one Laurie Metcalf and Michael O'Keefe, who played Jackie and Fred, have during their date on the series Roseanne. Uh, the episode Past Imperfect from 1994. And Laurie Metcalf, who's Jackie, portrays Sheldon's mother on The Big Bang Theory. Oh, of course she does. Yeah. Yes, she does. Oh, my God. That's right. I remember. Yeah, I, I can't. Now, say I... I do say, though, that with the number of people that that the way Penny dates to say that she's only slept with 32 men in, say, even eight years. That's very that number seems really low to me. It's very, very low because Penny goes through men like a knife through hot butter. 
Yeah, exactly. There is a lot of guys that come through her Now, door. that being said, in the season two episode, The Barbarian Simula- Sublimation, Petty yeah. did state that she hasn't had sex in six months. So they're, And they're saying that um, Sheldon's estimated numbers regarding her sexual partners would have to be lower, but I still think it's a higher number. Yeah, so do I. Because there are... There Sorry, are Penny. Num- yeah, um, we love Penny, but there are a number of encounters that... Um, yeah, I would say there's a lot more than just 31. Yeah. And that's, and I think it's being very conservative with Sheldon. I mean, Sheldon is very, very on ball with his calculations, but I still think it's pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Of course, then, then we find out that Amy has had more orgasms during experiments by having the pleasure center of her brain stimulated. Yeah, I can see, you know, honestly, I I can see Amy doing that. Yeah, I've I've actually heard that when they're doing they do um, experiments like that and they give the button to the monkey. Yeah, it'll actually orgasm itself to death. Yeah. And the fact is, and I could I know men who would do that. (laughs) We know when obviously we now know that I mean, we know that Amy, I mean, Mian Bialik is a neuroscientist. So that sort of information, a biologist. um, So that information is not. Um, you, you actually have to take that as gospel that that actually does happen. Yeah, because she would know because she's in that field. So yeah, I can imagine. And, and Amy being as, um, okay, Amy is not the kind of girl that you would ever look at twice. Unfortunately, no, she's right now very you, plain. Yeah, very very Except plain. Except in the Jane. final episode when she get when Raj takes her to get a makeover, oh, she's stunning. She's stunning in that final yeah. episode. But when you look at her right now, she is the kind of girl that she, you you know, if you go into a coffee shop, she's the girl sitting in the corner reading the book. You look and go, oh, that table's taken. Oh, you mean me? (laughs) No, I'm not saying you. No, that's me. (laughs) Okay. But what I'm saying is that you would look over at that table. And and nobody ever looks at me twice except you. And Amy would be sitting there and you'd be looking there going, ah, damn it, that table's taken. Not, oh, there's a uh, there's a lady there um, having coffee by herself. I might want to go up and talk to her. It's like, ah, the table's taken. So Amy really is very, very plain at this stage. She's not a girl. And she that dresses really... very frumpy. She dresses like very. an eight-year-old woman. Yeah, she doesn't. Um, she's not going to be standing out for men to go and talk to her. Um, even though she's on a dating app, which we all, all know she only dates once a year. But I think the reason that she would, I mean, she only dates once a year and it's really only get only to get her mother off her back and also for a use of, of her mother's George Foreman grill that, that seals in the flavor. Um, but Amy doesn't really, she's not there to really date. So the fact that she's met Sheldon right now, and you and I were both saying it because they turn up at their date very, very plain. They look like they've just basically gotten up from the couch and gone, oh, I better go on a date now. They haven't made any effort to really get dressed up. So yeah. for Amy, it's like, I'm just going on a date to shut my mother up. Uh, children's like, I'm just going on a date to shut Penny up, but I'm not going on a date date. This is not yeah. a let's get dressed up and, and try and wine and dine her or let's try and have a relationship with this man. It's not that that at all. So unfortunately, this this whole scenario of her doing this experiment, which is, you know, she's manip- manipulating her brain to get orgasm. That's not out of the realms of impossibility. Well, I, I wouldn't call that a date. No, what getting, um, what? doing the pleasure centers? No, of no, 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 um, no. But their count, Sheldon counted it as a, as a, yeah, sexual. Yeah, she would actually, because she actually does count. He actually does count that as, uh, you know, yeah. sexual encounter. One hundred and eighty-six. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is not so. You know, that's not healthy. I hope she didn't no, do it no. all in one sitting. 
Yeah, should be exhausted. Um, mm. Now we find out that we go over to the hospital emergency room, previously seen in the peanut reaction. Okay. Vernay Watson plays the triage nurse. Yep. She was also the receptionist in the, in the pilot episode at the sperm bank. She, she played the triage nurse in the season one episode, The Peanut Reaction, and she played a nurse in Chuck Lorre's other show, Two and a Half Men. And there is one other one that you didn't realize. What's that? She is the midwife for Howard and Bernadette. Oh, she is? Yes, she is. Huh. Okay. Because remember that there was a whole, and we're not going to spoil it, but there's a whole lot of stuff going on, and she looks at um, Howard and Bernadette and says... You know, home birthing is really in right now. So, yeah, she's that. Yeah. She's, she's got. She's wearing multiple hats on this. So, um, <laughs> Raj and Leonard bring in Howard along with the robotic arm. Of course, the nurse uh, basically says to him, "Well, so what do we have here?" And he goes, "Well, um, I've got a robot hand attached to my penis." <laughs> And and she goes, well, he goes. I fell into a robot arm, and she goes, yes, we get that a lot in here. Yeah, I he, felt. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, a lot. we get a lot. And he goes, um, so she goes, so where's the rest of the robot? And he goes, well, I only built the arm. And he goes, because that, that's, that's all, all you need. <laughs> and she goes, okay. And so she does a uh, she does a call over the the intercom to get some orderlies down now. The, I said to you this was very inappropriate because it's extreme, there extremely are, there are unprofessional, other, not to mention it violates every HIPAA. Very, very law embarrassing. Because it's, are, it's patient confidentiality. Yeah. There are other people in the waiting room and she goes, hang on, hang on. She goes over to the intercom. And All says, she had to do was say, I need a wheelchair to reception. Yeah. But she says over the intercom, I need some orderlies in a wheelchair over to the emergency department. I've got a robot hand grabbing a man's penis. Yeah. The... I That's get that the writers did it for for a laugh. It's a giggle, but yeah. It's a cheap laugh. It's a cheap low shot. Yeah. And it, honestly, it was beneath the dignity of the writers to do that. Yeah. And I like it how Howard says, can we be a little bit more discreet, please? And she goes, well, I'm sorry. We don't have a code for robot hand grabbing a man's penis. It doesn't matter. Just say we need, a, as you've said, a wheelchair to emergency department. That is all we need. Everybody yeah. doesn't need to know that there is a robot they holding a man's the, junk. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, I tell you, I love this. Yeah. I love this show. Um, so we um, you know, we she goes over and she says, Well, so what do you want us to do? And he goes, Well, uh, she goes, well, why don't we turn the the computer back on? And he goes, No, 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 because we it thinks it's holding a screwdriver, and if we do turn it on. It'll, it'll just start twisting. And she she's goes, like, well, have you tried powering it off and turning it back on again? And he's like, no, no, no. And she just walks over. Now, this is dangerous. Yeah. Okay, this is very, very dangerous. Because if you turn it off, it may it may hopefully release. It may or release it may, or it may start up the program again. Or it may actually grab it tighter. Or just, yeah, exactly. So let a professional do it. But no, she walks over. She hits the power button to turn off. And... It releases his, his penis. Oh, and I love it. Oh, how it... Pooh is out of the honey tree. <laughs> so we now see that um, the last part of this episode, that Penny is walking upstairs with Sheldon and basically says to him, 
she convinces Sheldon to drop his plans to have an in vitro fertilization with Amy and says, listen, if I'm going to just do, I'm going to just say this right out right now. If you do not go, if you decide, if you, it's, I'm if you decide, that's right. Okay. If you decide to go ahead with this, I'm going to tell your mother. Yeah. Your religious mother out of wedlock. Well, my mother, that's okay. My mother's always wanted a grandchild. And, and she's like, oh, really? Your East Texas born again, Christian, highly religious mother is going to want a grandchild conceived in a test tube out of wedlock, out of wedlock. Yeah. And I like it. And I love it. How she, Penny goes, you know, if if I had a thought about that in the beginning of the night, I would have just avoided this whole thing. And I like it. Sheldon goes, well, it's not too late to go out and find number 32. (laughs) Now. I would like to point out that, you know, yes, um, Mary Cooper wants grandchildren. And if you take young Sheldon into account, even though it started years after um, this particular episode, Sheldon's mother already has at least one since his older brother, Georgie, has a daughter in the sixth season of young Sheldon. And in future episodes, spoiler alert, uh, his sister, Missy, has at least two children. Yeah, that's right. She's got one. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it how, how um, Sheldon comes into the apartment and goes to, and because uh, Leonard's on the phone right now, and he walks in, he shuts the door, and he goes, Leonard, I've decided not to procreate. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, great. yeah, whatever. Awesome, great. And then I love it how you hear Leonard on the phone going, how it, how it slid out. What? It happened again? It happened again? <laughs> the episode goes black, and that is the end of this episode. Yep, I that's really our... like this episode. I still don't know what Bernadette sees in him. Oh. God, well, I mean, without Bernadette, I mean, you had to rein yeah. him in somehow because he yeah. is just, I mean, I, I just, as I said, I just love that, love the part of the episode where you see Howard suddenly after he's getting the massage on his shoulder go ding when he thinks yep. about, yep, yep. oh, that it's a real on his face it, is it's hilarious. Like you, you can read it. You can see what he yeah, just said, totally. what he just thought. No, I really like this, this episode. So yeah. Yeah, me too. Great episode. Now. One of the questions that I had originally written down, I can't ask because it is not appropriate. So this week's question is going to be, okay. have you had any awkward dates? Now, you know, we, we've we all had those, those you know, really awkward dates. Um, everyone's had awkward dates. There's not, I don't think there's one of us that actually can sit there and say, we've never had an awkward date. So, you know, this, this week's question is, have you had any awkward dates have you had any awkward dates yeah i have really mm-hmm. oh do tell um so i met this girl um she was working at a, at a medical uh, center so i asked her out for a date we went out to um a restaurant to have dinner um it was actually just really casual it was like a pizzeria we went out uh-huh. and so she's we're sitting there talking away and i thought it was going really really well and she said um so I just want you to know something. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. She goes, I'm studying to be a doctor and I'm only planning on dating doctors in the future. So unfortunately, this date's not going to go anywhere. But thank you very much. After dinner, she got up and she left and I ended up by paying for our meals. So basically, she just wanted a free dinner. Yeah, but she made sure that I was aware that because I was not a doctor or I was not a doctor in training. or and I She was never a... should have gone out with you in the first place. That was rude. But as as that's an awkward day. So I remember I, I got up and I and it was only down from where I live. So I walked back home and uh, mum said, so how's the date? And I'm like, well, 
apparently I'm not a doctor. I'm not studying to be a doctor. There's no chance of me becoming a doctor. And she's not going to date me because I'm not a doctor. And I just paid for two meals. And she, mom's like, what's her phone number? I'm ringing her up and getting the money back. And I'm like, no, don't worry about it, mom. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, it's not, it's not a, it's not even a bother, you know, but it was like, wow. You know, I mean, yeah, that's on. rude. But you know, that was an awkward sort of date. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It it yeah. is what it, it is what it is. I've had I've got a couple of other really weird stories, but <sighs> okay. But we've we've all had an awkward date. So if you've had any awkward dates, please email us at perpetualmotionsquad zero zero at gmail.com. At the bottom of the show notes, I'm gonna put our email address. So if you don't if you can't remember what I've just said, look down the bottom of the show notes. There we'll have our email address sitting there waiting for you. Yep, absolutely. And we'd love it if you could give us a like and a review wherever you listen to this podcast, because that always helps. And if you know anyone else who's a Big Bang fan, please invite them to join the conversation because we'd love to have them. Yeah, 1,298 downloads. You guys love us. And we are grateful for every single one of you and so happy that you're here. Now, we do still have uh, a couple of things to wrap up before we we leave. So we did uh, one Chinese takeaway and one other restaurant for anyone who's following along. And our crazy credit, Chuck Lorre Productions number 291. I didn't go to my 40th high school reunion. I agonized over the decision. Part of me wanted to simply take a victory lap. Part of me thought that to be the most unworthy motivation for traveling across the country in a private jet with a head full of hair, a 32-inch waistline, and a beautiful woman almost half my age. Part of me wanted to see how my classmates turned out after decades of life. Part of me was simply frightened by the morality issues implied by mortality issues implied by decades of life. Part of me did not want to revisit memories of that sad, alienated kid whose best idea for attending the Sadie Hawkins Day Dance was sitting on the handball court, swilling Southern comfort and then blundering into the gym until a teacher threw him out on his ass, after which he threw up on his shoes. Part of me was simply worn out from work and feared the reunion would culminate with a debilitating Schadenfreude-inducing stroke near the punch bowl. Part of me truly wanted to enjoy the company of people I grew up with. Part of me feared being judged by them, even if the judgment was positive. Well, now it's too late. The reunion is over. And now there's part of me that has quietly begun to agonize over going to the 50th. And part of me regrets not, that not going to the 40th in case I'm dead by the 50th. And part of me, which is thoroughly exhausted by the part of me that worries and thinks too much. But that part of me writes sitcoms and vanity cards. So the exhausted part of me just has to suck it up. And yet there's still another part of me that merely watches all of the other parts with tender paternal amusement. This reminds me of the episode with all the different Sheldons in his head. Yeah, I, part of yeah. me thinks that's my spiritual part, the loving, non-judgmental, ever-present witness. Part of me thinks that if I'm still alive for my fiftieth, that part would have a good time at the party. Rereading this card now, part of me thinks I should be heavily medicated. Yeah, I believe that. That is a very long, crazy credit. Yep. Yeah, and it really does. It really is like the the episode of all the Sheldons in Sheldon's head. Yep. Now, ne- the next episode is season oh, four, episode two, I, the cruciferous I vegetable amplification. Uh-huh. And this I'll tell you, IMDb screwed up on their trivia because they put a trivia from that episode on this episode. Oh, really? Dumb yeah. Houses. Yeah. No, like, this, oh, the nice next paying episode, attention, guys. <laughs> yeah. The next episode is amazing. I really like that episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. And just, yeah, just be aware that the sound grabs that I'm going to use for next week are going to be a little bit, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to... Yeah, but uh, let's just say some lowbrow humor, maybe. Yeah, lowbrow humor. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's okay. a lot of fun. Now, thank you so much for joining us this, this week. We look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, we'll catch up with you at the Cheesecake Factory. Bye, everyone. What about you, Penny? Do you go on many dates? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say many. A few. <laughs> What's... Uh... Your characterization of approximately 171 different men is a few. What? Where did you get 171 men? Simple extrapolation. In the three years that I've known you, you were single for two. During that time, I saw 17 different suitors. If we work backwards, correcting for observation bias and postulate an initial dating age of 15. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I did not start dating at 15. I'm sorry, 16? 14. (laughs) My mistake. Now, assuming the left side of a bell curve peaking around the present, that would bring the total up to 193 men. Plus or minus eight men. Remarkable. Did you have sexual intercourse with all of these men? No. No, Although that number would be fairly easy to calculate based on the number of awkward encounters I've had with strange men leaving her apartment in the morning, plus the number of times she's returned home wearing the same clothes she wore the night before. Okay, Sheldon, I think you've made your point. So we multiply 193 minus 21 men before the loss of virginity. So 172 times 0.18 gives us 30.96 sexual partners. Let's round that up to 31. Okay, Sheldon, you are so wrong. That is not even close to the real number. I'm gonna need a drink over here. This is very interesting. Cultural perceptions are subjective. Penny, to your mind, are you a slut? No, no. No. Music and mythology, and all started with the Big Bang.